Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hello, I'm Alex Anders, and this is Bisexual Real Talk, quarantine edition. But I think we're socially distanced enough so I can take this off. By the way, available at Teespring. Finally came in the mail. Very happy about that. I will say that walking around and wearing it, I do feel a little bit more uh, proud of myself because everyone's seeing this. Most people don't know what the flag is, but I know what it is, and there are certain people who do, and I just like the feeling of wearing it. But that's another story. So today, what am I doing? I'm answering one of your questions, and uh, this is kind of a long one. And I've decided to like read it in its entirety because after I was reading it, or as I was reading it, I found it so relatable, and I know that you all will find it so relatable as well. Even if you're not going through the process of trying to figure out who you are, if you are dating a bisexual, or like to date a bisexual, or have dated a bisexual, you will find this familiar, because I did. I absolutely did. Okay, so uh, let's get to the question, because it's kind of a long one, and it's very interesting. So, this is from E., And she says, I first want to say thank you for your videos and that your videos have truly helped me in my journey of sexuality. You are welcome. I think I'm bisexual and getting comfortable with the label, yet sometimes I freak out and think that my internalized homophobia is keeping me from coming out as lesbian. How many people have thought that? I am 21 years old and never had a relationship with a girl or guy. I have had crushes since I can remember, like in the fifth grade on a guy that made me laugh, and in middle school where I dated but never made out with a guy. In high school, I never dated anyone. Even though it was a small school, I did have fleeting crushes on guys, but they only lasted a short time or never developed into anything else. I did not feel bad that I was not in a relationship because I was not ready for sex, nor did I like anyone enough for that. However, I did get turned on fantasizing about sex with guys, but studying was my priority and dating was an afterthought. And I didn't think much about the fact that I only talked to guys I found attractive and then quickly got bored and uninterested when it turned out that they only wanted to talk. Although I wanted and had sexual desires or attractions to guys, it was hard and exhausting going on dates and only doing small talk. When I first got to college, I made out with two attractive guys at fraternity parties. I enjoyed it and one of them gave me butterflies. However, After talking to him and hanging out together, things went bad. Each time we went for coffee, it was fine, but no fireworks. Also, he was kind of boring. Needless to say, I accidentally ghosted him. It was not that I didn't want to have sex with him. It was that it was hard to want to keep having mundane conversations over coffee 
while my first semester was kicking my ass. It was not until this past fall semester that I had a class with a girl that I eventually developed feelings for. She was funny, we had a lot of similarities, and I liked everything about her. But I didn't know if she was bi or gay because I never got up the courage to ask. I honestly do not know how to explain my feelings for her. One day, I just looked at her during class and I felt butterflies and immediately thought, oh no, what is this? After that, I freaked out because I didn't know what my feelings meant. I thought it was possible that I just had a friend crush on her and wanted to be friends with her uh, because she was so pretty and cool and everything I wasn't. I was conflicted and I hated myself for feeling this way. I couldn't understand why I was having this giddy feeling around her when I never had thoughts of, of kissing her or having sex with her. Sidebar. One moment here. Let me tell you how relatable I thought this was. Because I was involved with a bi dude and he had, he was exactly this. He had giddy feelings around me and supposedly had no thoughts of kissing and having sex with me. Supposedly. Man, this is relatable. Not until I read this did I go, is that what he was going through? And that was the, and yes, her describing her background makes sense to what his background is. Anyway, end sidebar. I didn't want to believe that I was gay. I went into a dark place because I didn't want to have feelings for her. I knew no one would understand why I felt this way. Heck, I didn't understand it myself. I've been going to therapy for years now for anxiety and depression. And when I brought this up in one of my sessions, my therapist said that I should know that the attraction I feel for guys is the same as it is for girls. I thought this had to be true, but I was experiencing something completely different. When I was thinking of a relationship with this girl, it seemed like a best friend feeling times 10. And if through that connection we kissed, it would feel warm and good. However, when I thought about a relationship with a guy, I would think and feel more sexual and passionate, and it would feel more fun. But a best friend bond with a guy? I don't know. I stopped going through my therapist and started doing my own research. As I was looking back at my life, I realized that I have found girls pretty and have admired aspects of them. Did this mean that I was always secretly gay? That thought wouldn't leave me alone. Originally, I had thought that my new crush was an isolated event and that if I didn't want to have sex with her, it meant I was not gay. But now I was remembering all these other experiences. In one of my thought experiments, I imagined having sex with the current girl and to my surprise, I didn't hate it. I found that when I allowed myself to go there or accept all of my emotions, it didn't feel wrong. I was convinced at this point that maybe I was gay and that I would have to come out to my strict Catholic parents. I looked up a few videos of coming out as gay and none of them resonated with me because I had crushes on guys and I think they were real. Heck, just before I had my girl crush, I had a guy crush. But maybe my guy crush was not real and I was forcing myself to be straight? It was not until I found a video of a bisexual girl who said that she was sexually attracted to guys and romantically attracted to girls that something kind of clicked. But it made things more confusing, so I suppressed everything. I ignored my crush and just thought that if I got to know her better, my crush would fade like my crush, my guy crushes have. <laughs> Been there too. But the following semester, 
she went abroad. So nothing further happened, even though I was open to the idea of experimenting with her. I was also happy I no longer had to deal with her and the feeling that she was the one who made me gay and thus my problem would be gone when she was gone. Flash forward to last spring semester when I had a class with this guy who was objectively hot. There was something about him that I was just attracted to. I would spend my class time analyzing him, trying to figure out why him? What made him or what about him made me want to sleep with him? And let me tell you, sidebar again, so relatable for me. How much time have I spent thinking, I don't understand it. I don't understand why am I attracted to him? I don't get it. I don't get it. So, so relatable. End sidebar. I found his broad shoulders attractive and I, would arrive, and I would arrive late to class so that I had an excuse to sit next to him. To be honest, all I wanted to do was have sex with him. We flirted and talked a little. When we talked, I found him more interesting than I had other guys. We were both interested in the same field, but then COVID hit and nothing ever came between us. I decided that I needed more clarity and some guidance, so I tried to find that previous video with the homophobic, or the, sorry, the homoromantic girl, and instead found your videos, my videos. As soon as I watched, started watching a few of them, I no longer felt crazy and wrong. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. I have not watched all of them, and maybe I should. Maybe you should. I just, I'm just scared I realize that I'll realize that I'm not fully by and have to go through another painful process of finding myself. What is hard for me to understand is that since I have literally never been with anyone in any form of real relationship, can I ever be sure until I experience both? For example, would having sex with a guy make it clear that I hate it and thus am gay? My biggest fear would be falling into a heterosexual relationship and waking up in 40 years realizing I am gay, like a YouTuber who recently, who, <laughs> a YouTuber I recently saw who called off her engagement, though she for years had been saying that she was bi, I can't imagine who she's talking about. I don't want to waste my time. And I want to be happy and comfortable with my sexuality. Alex, can you offer some advice on if I should wait to label myself or come out until I have more experiences? And any tips on combating internalized biphobia or homophobia? Your advice or comments would be greatly appreciated. I really liked that email because, again, so, so relatable on so many different aspects. So first questions first. She asks whether having this as her life experience, her bisexual journey, whether or not she should come out or label herself. Okay, here's the deal. You're not straight. I mean, you can call yourself straight if you want. You're absolutely not. You're 100% for sure not. Because here's a great analogy. This is how a straight person acts. A straight person, when they see someone of the same gender, they have the same feelings that maybe you do when you see your grandparents. Like, you might be like happy to see your grandparents, you might enjoy spending time with your grandparents, but nothing about them makes you tingle. And never once have you ever thought about having an intimate relationship with your grandparents. That is how a heterosexual sees people of the same gender. 
That's it. That's how they see it. So if you are having feelings that are not like that that you would have for a grandparent or someone who's lacking teeth and is absolutely 100% not your type, if you are having feelings that are not like that for someone of the same gender, guess what? You are not straight. You can call yourself whatever you want, but you're not heterosexual. So you can completely forget about the idea of you being heterosexual. Now, are you gay? Of course you're not gay because you talk endlessly about the stories um, about how you are sexually attracted to guys. In fact, it's almost like you're like overplaying it because you have some sort of internalized something and you're overemphasizing the, the attractions to guys. But even if it was just like a fraction of the case, even if just a part of what you're describing is your actual experiences, it means that you have the ability to have sexual attractions to more than one gender. So you are bisexual no matter what. You might have more attraction, sexual attraction to one gender and more romantic attraction to the other gender, which I don't even think is the case with you, but you are 100%. So, so whether or not you decide to come out is just about timing for you. Do you think, and it's not about whether or not like you need more experiences for it. You have all the information you need. It's kind of like the same way that the people who are asexual say, oh no, I have no sexuality, I'm asexual. No, that is not correct. You have a a much less or less lessened sexual desire. Sexual desire and sexual orientation are two completely different things. Asexual people have sexuality. They just have a hard time, a harder time figuring out what that sexuality is because so much of what we've been taught in society to figure out, you know, what our sexuality is, is based on sexual desire. When it also is based on romantic desire, so yes. So it does not matter whether you wait and have more experiences because even if you have like more experience, let's say you have sex with some guy and you don't enjoy it. Is it the guy or is it the act itself? You obviously have no problem being in the same like space as a guy and wanting to be in the same space as a guy. So having more experiences and just knowing that one particular sexual experience was better than another is not going to help you anymore. It may even confuse you more because if you have a bad experience, you'll think, oh, Mo, I'm not into guys when no, you were just not into that guy. In the same way about interests, like you said you only want to have sex with them um, because they were boring. Well, guess what? A lot of people are boring. There are certain people who need connection, like similarities, in order to have like a real connection. I'm one of those people. We need to do the, like similar activities, whether it's rock climbing or whether it's like, um, well, I just lost all of my interest. Like doing stuff around bisexuality, whether it's like uh, watching sci-fi or whatever else, like the things I enjoy, I need to be with someone who has those same things because I need to like be drawn to a person with those similar interests. I need it. So when you say that, you know, you kind of question whether or not you might be uh, bisexual because you found these guys boring, especially when they're under the age of, let's say, 25, guys are boring. Guys are boring, not, necessarily, not because, you know, they're boring, but because your interests don't necessarily line up, like a female's interest doesn't necessarily line up with the interests of a 25-year-old male, like a 24-year-old male, because, you know, until you get to a certain point, you're focused on other things. So yes, people will be boring. So whether or not one person's boring, not person boring, if you happen to find the girl more interesting because you had more similarities, yes, because you're a female, so you're gonna find more things. But if you were heterosexual, you would see that and just go, yeah, what I enjoy are similar connections. And you wouldn't go, oh my God, I'm feeling these giddy feelings. So that's the difference there. So whether or not, you don't need more information to come out. You can come out whenever you want to come out. 
If you feel that that will help your, make your life simpler, then come out. Then label yourself. Share that label with other people. Because ultimately, the reason, the best reason to come out is because it makes your life easier. And some people might say, no, coming out doesn't make your life easier. It does. Because it makes conversations simpler. Like it, it's, it hurts less when people say things and they stop saying things when, you, when they know who you are. It, um, it clarifies things. It makes you not have to like second guess yourself. Like putting it out there, even when it might be a negative experience, makes your life easier because you don't have to constantly explain stuff. So if you think that coming out or labeling yourself will make your life easier, then yes, it is time for you to do it. If you don't feel that at this time it would make your life easier or better in some way, don't do it. That's my advice there. Now, the second, your second question had to do with how to get over homophobia or biphobia. Okay, now I'm going to rant. The last thing that we as bisexuals should be doing is labeling ourselves as homophobic. Here is the problem, and you know what? It drives me kind of crazy. Bisexuals have been taught to see the world through the framework of homosexuality. So everything we've been taught to think about is through, oh, this is how a gay person thinks, so now this must be what's going on. Homophobia. You are bisexual. You're going through anxiety, angst. Is that angst homophobic? Let's really think about this. What is homophobia? Generally speaking, not expert homophobia, not gonna pretend to be, but generally speaking, homophobia is when you have a fear of homosexuality, and if you're a homosexual, it has to do with the fact that, you know, society doesn't necessarily accept it, and you are this thing, so you have to, like, get rid of the idea that homosexuality is bad, and hence take it on. Which makes sense if you're homosexual. I mean, that makes complete sense. But the heart of it is just accepting who you are. Isn't that something a heterosexual should be doing? Isn't that something a bisexual should be doing? So it's super generic. I mean, when you're homosexual, it makes complete sense and it's like almost all of the whole journey, right? That's it. You just have to ignore what other people are saying, embrace who you are, and live your truth. That's the journey. That's all of it. Now, a bisexual has feelings. And if you stick the word homo homophobia onto that, it has issues. Let me tell you why. What feels truer to a bisexual? That they just have to, you know, embrace who they are as, you know, partially liking like the same gender. And once they do that, their life will be better. And problem solved, let's start that journey down that road. Does that sound like right to a bisexual? Your first thought might be, yeah, it does. Let's explore a little further. Now, what is the journey of a bisexual? Is it just, oh, am I bisexual? Am I not? I'm bisexual. Time to live my life. Like it is for a homosexual. It is not. Because once we figure out we are, you know, bisexual, then step one down. Step two, what does this mean? Because with homosexuality, you just have that one step. You just now need to find someone of the same gender that you, that you have similarities with and you're attracted to and stuff like that. With a bisexual, it's like, okay, so now the confusion really starts. Because how much am I attracted to this gender? 
how much am I attracted to this gender over here? And if I have like a long-term relationship over here, will I, like 40 years later, as the person sent the email, will then regret that and think that I've wasted my life? Like, is that a thing? Because that's a real thing in in thought process of bisexual. Will choosing one gender, like somehow make my life lesser because I won't be able to experience that gender over there? And am I, as a bisexual, just falling into the trap of, of heterosexuality where all I'm really doing is I'm, I'm chasing after the thing that I think is acceptable. So I'm just going after, like in the case of a male for a female, I'm just going after women because that's what I'm told to do. Even though I might not have those strong feelings. I mean, what does this all mean? Will I, am I just betraying myself by doing this stuff? Do I have to talk about it? Like, there's so much more that goes on with bisexuality, which is why biphobia is a so much better description of what bisexuals go through. Because the fear that many of us have, most of us have, is will I have to accept the less societally acceptable part when I have the ability to have it? So for example, I'm a male, Let's talk about my perspective. Society, acceptable for society, whether or not you're in a liberal part of city or state or country, or a conservative part of city or state or country, would be for me to be with a woman. And I'm attracted to women. So why can't I just choose a woman? Why can't I do it? Why do I have these feelings over here? Like, I might feel afraid of these feelings over here. Not because it's a homosexual feeling or anything like that, but because it takes me away from the thing that I could be acceptable, be accepted with. Why can't I just accept, like, why can't I just get rid of these feelings? Why can't I just, just live as this over here? Does that feel more like the experience that you've gone through as a bisexual? That has nothing to do with homophobia. That has to do with trying to juggle societal acceptance and who we are and and whether or not we're sacrificing parts of our life by going this thing over here, but at the same time, am I denying what I'm feeling over here and all that stuff? It's confusing. That is what biphobia is. It's the fear of being stripped of your societal benefits or, or like one day deciding, well, I thought this was what I wanted and now it's this over here. So you're afraid of the entire concept of bisexuality. And then on top of that, it's the thing about acceptability. And on top of that, it's about the stereotypes that people put on you and stuff like that. So when bisexuals look at their lives and the framework of homosexuality and say, what I'm experiencing is homophobia, you're causing, you're, you're doing a disservice to the community and yourself. Yourself, because if you then say to other people, I'm experiencing homophobia, well, you know what? There's a particular remedy for that. Like there's actually a, a prescription sort of thing for getting past homophobia. So if you were to go to a doctor and say I'm experiencing homophobia, they will try immediately go, oh, I know how to fix this. And they'll say all the things necessary to cure homophobia. But it won't help you because what you're actually experiencing is biophobia. So when you're telling these people that, um, that you're experiencing something or not, not only are you negating the experiences of bisexuals, but you're asking for help in a way that no one will be able to actually help you. So, no, you're not experiencing homophobia, experiencing biophobia. And your question was, how can you get over biophobia? Well, it's sort of like what you just did for everyone else. You share stories. 
You read other people's stories. You understand other people's stories. You meet other bisexuals and you realize that what you're experiencing with this pull and pull and pull and push and all that stuff um, is common. And also there are ways of dealing with it. There are ways of working through it. You, you hear, listen, read other people's stories. You meet other bisexuals and you see just how normal the process of being bisexual is. That's how you combat your own internal biphobia. And this part, my question is answered, but here's a little also a bit of advice, a little self-serving. Not until I read this email did I understand how different the books that I write are from other authors' books. So you guys might know I write MMF bisexual romance. And I'm not the best seller in the category. I sell it very well. But, you know, there are people who also write it and they sell a lot. And I've read their books. They're fine romances. They, they follow all the tropes of romance. But I can't get into them because, and I, and I never knew why. I always just thought they were basic. And I write different stories. I know I write different stories. And, I, and not until reading this email did I understand what makes them different. Those stories are just romances, and mostly they're written by women about two men falling in love. If you are a woman, it's going to be super hard for you to tell a bisexual, if you're a straight woman especially, it'll be super hard for you to tell the ex or share the experiences of a bisexual. Whereas my romances, since I am a bisexual male and my characters are bisexual, they include so many more relatable things as a bisexual. The pull, the back and forth, the internalized struggle. All the experiences of an actual bisexual, you can find in my bisexual romance stories. And yes, my chief, the most important thing about when I write a story is to, you know, sexually ex excite the reader. That I write sexy stories. That's my goal. But the side part of it is, is wrapped in relatable stories from bisexuals. So there's a lot of ways you can combat biphobia. You can like watch YouTube videos with bisexuals in it. You could meet bisexuals in real life and hear their stories. Or you can read bisexual stories. And I can tell you for one thing, my stories will give you the relatability that helps you combat biphobia. I say that proudly and with confidence. So that's it. That's the video. As you can tell, I did not use animation with this one. I'm still coming up with the videos that the animation will be used in, but I wanted to like do a video sooner rather than later, so I decided to put this one out here. Also, I can only afford to do so many animated videos at a time, so uh, if you'd like me to be able to do more animated videos, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Um, there, the link is in the description below. Uh, there you can choose the different levels you can support at. So if you just want to support with a dollar, that'd be, you know, very, I'd be very appreciative of that. Um, or you can get various bonuses like free books of mine or free audiobooks or even t-shirts or even, if you want, with your Patreon support, you can get one of the masks. And you can get these at Teespring with a discount code getting you, giving you 15% off right now. So yeah, please go ahead and check that out and consider supporting the channel as I do more videos moving forward. So that's it. Until the next video, stay cooler, my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. Bye.
If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.